podcast. Hi, Maria. Hi. How you doing? Good. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> you sure you're doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> we, it's been a week. It, it's, it has been a week, hasn't it? Yeah. We are, uh, we are coming to you live uh, on, on digital recording. On location. <laughs> on location. Uh, from from beautiful. Yeah. You want to you want to call it beautiful? It is beautiful. It's it's sort of nice. It's I don't know if you call it beautiful, but it's hot. Let's let's put it that way. It's hotter than the surface of the sun right now. I, I don't even know if South Florida is this hot. Um, I'm sure it is. I don't know. I I don't know if I've ever felt heat like this before. It it's hot. It's Cocoa Beach. Cocoa Beach. Um, literally the beach. It's the sliver of land that is between the Atlantic Ocean and the Intercoastal Waterway and Merritt Island and the Intercoastal Waterway and the mainland of Florida. Mm-hmm. There's two slivers of, of, of land mm-hmm. and this is the furthest east sliver of land. It is like super thin. Sliver of land. I can't even believe it's still here with all the hurricanes that have gone through this state. Yeah, but, but it's it is nice. here. Yeah, it's here. And actually, about what ten minutes north of here is where the shuttles launch from. No more than way more than ten minutes. What are you talking about? It's like ten minutes drive driving time from here. We were just no. there. No, we were. We were at the port. Yeah, but you can see the launch pads. From yes, there. but it's another. Oh, like, it's probably another twenty minutes. No, like thirty to forty minutes. Okay, so to, it's to twenty Kennedy plus Space Center. twenty. Right, because you have to pass through all of the, like the security checks and everything yeah, like okay. that. But like, you could throw a stone to the, you know, maybe Superman could throw a stone. But the point is, my point being is that you can actually see the launch pad yeah. with the naked eye, mm-hmm. like not like where yeah. you have to squint and you know, oh, what's those things that are lighting up in the distance? Like you can actually look at it and go recognize that those are the launch pads mm-hmm. without having to squint or look through binoculars or anything you can actually see them right from the pier uh, from the pier in Cocoa Beach which must be like super cool when those things are like when Elon Musk is sending up his Tesla spaceship his electric spaceship I don't think it's electric yet I don't know. He sent a he sent a car up there. The point this, is, is that yes, you can watch the launch comfortably we're, we're, from here. All right then. Uh, yes, you can watch the launch. Anyway, we're coming from this part, and supposedly we're on vacation. Um, at least that's what that's what we're supposed to call it. Um, but I'm not really sure that's what that is. And I think you had a really good way of describing it like like three days ago when we were in the other part of this quote unquote air quotes vacation. Uh-huh. When it was when we were in Orlando. Cause this thing started in Fort Myers. Uh-huh. I don't call it a vacation by the way, I call it um I call it the same life in a different location, which is exactly what this is, because we take our children, and when you have young children, 
and you lug them to a different city, you don't actually go on vacation. You go on the same life that you have in a different location. Yes. And so all of the people that we know call it a vacation, and that's not what it is. But you had a really good way of describing that, which I had never thought of. Um, I'd always, like, understood it, like, kind of understood what, what you were talking about, but I never verbalized it or conceptualized it the way you described it. So kind of go through it again because I think it's a really good way of actually conceptualizing what that meant. The reason why it's not a the vacation. The reason why it's not a vacation. This is not a vacation. Mm-hmm. And and just for the record, like there's three children here in this in this nine hundred square foot house that we're sitting in right now in Cocoa Beach that has that has three quote unquote three bedrooms. <laughs> But um, anyway, it, and they've been with us for a week in three different locations. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's hard because they're young. And, and one of them is a toddler. Yeah. It just turned to be a toddler. Yeah, which is what and makes he's, it hard. he's toddling hard. <laughs> toddling hard. Yep. Like Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Toddling hard. But anyway, go ahead and explain why this is not a vacation. Because vacation, well... It's not a vacation for people like us who whose jobs are not physical. So for, for people whose jobs are very physical, like that's their stress, right? Because, or that's at least part of their stress, that when they go to work and they have to do physical labor, that's part of the stress. So even when they do go on quote-unquote vacation with their children it really is a vacation because they're not doing that the hard labor that's causing them the stress even if yes like they still have to take care of children but at least if they're on a beach and not or wherever not having to i don't know operate heavy machinery or pick up heavy things or just do hard labor then it is a vacation but for us who's you know, profession. Who, who sit on our butts all day right, who's, anyway. Right, Whose profession is to sit more, on our butt. Are more challenging in, in a different way, not physically, but cognitively and more so in responsibility for us to unwind. The responsibility is more uh, cognitive. Exactly. But for us to, to be on vacation means not having responsibility. Right, because we have responsibility at our job that is cognitive. In other words, we're responsible for people at work, right? So at work, people come in to see us. We're responsible for them when they come in and when they leave. Right. And at home, we're also responsible for people. Right. So for me, a vacation, I can be anywhere. It doesn't like For me, it doesn't matter. I can be... On the beach, I can be in a bookstore. I can be at home. I can be at home. <laughs> I can be at Starbucks. If I'm not, if I know that someone's someone else has got that responsibility, I'm on vacation. On vacation, That's exactly. It. So yes, like it's beautiful to be here, but the point of having the same responsibility as we do at home and not being able to just close your eyes and just not think about where someone is running to what 
someone has to do in the bathroom, who has to brush their teeth, who has to change, who has to take a shower, who needs to be entertained, who's bored. With, if I don't have to worry about all that, then I would truly be on vacation. That's right. And we have been on vacation. Yeah, we get vacations like uh, once in a while, like on a weekend. Sometimes, you if, know. If, if, right, if someone just, like, agrees to babysit the kids. That's right. Those are little mini vacations. Right. But I don't even consider those vacations because vacations are usually, those are just breaks. I would, I would quantify, I would qualify those as breaks rather than vacations. Right. Uh, vacations but, are longer. Whatever, but the point know, is, is that them. we wanted to get away. We wanted to change the... The scenery? The scenery, and we did. Well, we changed the scenery, but fine. it wasn't... But it was, it's the same life in a different location. But I think it's funny because everyone calls it a vacation if you leave the location that you're at, no matter what you're doing. Or if you take off work. It's or if you take off not, work. It's not that you're leaving work. It's, it's, if, if you take, off, if you work, take off work, it's automatically you're automatically like a vacation. Yeah. But that's not what it is. Right. It really has to do with what the responsibility is at work. And, and at home. And at home. And this has not been a vacation. Okay. But I still had fun. Did you though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. I still enjoyed myself. Okay. I mean, not like every minute of the day, but definitely periods of time where, like, when we were doing an activity, all of us and the kids were more or, le- or less entertained. And or give me busy. a percentage of of times that you were oh that you were because because. I will I will argue to my deathbed that what happened at that mini golf place <laughs> not three hours ago was not a period that you were going to say you had fun in. No. But I don't know how much I don't know what percent, maybe twenty? Twenty five. That you had fun yeah. that you had fun. So twenty twenty to twenty five percent of Waking time. I'm not talking about when we're sleeping. Oh, sleeping time's always a vacation. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always fun. But, okay, so uh, of, of the 20 to 25% of waking time, mm-hmm. that was fun? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, that's, that's probably about right. Yeah, I would probably say that's about right. I'd- but, again, the difference, I think what makes it difficult, again, is because we have one very young child, and this is just a tough age. And in two years, three years, it's going to be... Four years. It's going to be completely different. But... But, yeah, okay, fine. But we have different opinions on that, too, because I I think the ages need to be a little higher. But um, I think that the the middle part of this was a lot better. Um, Disney was uh, quite interesting. It was completely empty. Completely empty. Disney reopened um, and there was nobody there. I mean, there were some people there. I mean, like, okay, so it's relative, to- relatively, because like, I've been at Disney in, in July and August, um, specifically in July, during times when I was old enough to remember it. You know, I've been there as a kid, but like as an adult. And it's impossible to move in that park in Magic Kingdom with the amount of humans in that park. 
it's all full, it's also in July in Orlando because it's landlocked and there's no breeze off of the ocean and the entire park is cement it reflects all of the light and all of the sun it is hotter than hell in that park i mean it's probably 90 something temperature wise but because of the heat index and the reflection of the light and everything is everything everything reflects light and sun it must feel like it's 110 plus the amount of people there it's it's must be the hottest place on earth um, I, I would think that if you were in a desert and you were covered in like normal clothing that reflected sunlight you would feel cooler than if you were in Disney World with like regular American clothing the only solace you can take is that eventually you'll get into like the cool part of the rides and the air conditioning kicks in and you feel better but when we went on Wednesday it was completely empty relative to that time and you just got right into the rides so that was probably the best time that was probably that 20% well because the children were entertained for 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 the majority of time and they were contained well in strollers well yeah um so that was the vacation part of the vacation of the non the non-cation <laughs> the non-cation but but this whole podcast is not going to be about this non-cation um there there uh there was a couple of things that we did oh it's been two weeks now i think yeah uh we watched a couple of movies mm-hmm. um that had like a psychological spin to them um movies have been like a scarcity recently like there are no movies out at all because of this thing that's going around which is the, really like the one thing that i miss i don't know what do you miss the most about anything during this thing um <laughs> Nothing. I mean, <laughs> You're nothing. You don't miss anything. Everything's fine. I'm, I'm okay. You're fine. Virus. Really, no virus. I really I'm adapted good. quite well. I've adapted fantastically. No, I pandemic? Think, what pandemic? No, I think, I mean, obviously not being able to see people as I would like to see people as often as I would like and in the capacity that I would like. You know, birthday parties getting canceled, get togethers getting canceled, feeling more isolated. Um, no, those are the biggest, the I biggest guess, things. You know, so issues. what does that say about me? That the biggest thing I miss is going to the movie theater. Because that's what you enjoy. Yeah. Uh, on my days off, going and watching a movie by myself was the thing that I enjoyed the most, and that got crushed because of this whole thing. And even finding like new movies, like on like Netflix and stuff, because I wasn't like. A new movie Netflix person because those movies usually suck. You can't find those either. And the only ones you can find are like the ones they send directly to Netflix because they can't release them. And the only one they were doing was like Trolls World Tour for like a hundred thousand dollars. But that wasn't on Netflix. It was on, uh, it was on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. No, it was on Disney Plus. It was on one of those streaming services. 
It wasn't Disney Plus. It might have been Amazon or something Maybe. like that. No, yeah, because I but, think we did but pay the, for it. But the point is, it was direct to video because it wasn't going to be released in the movie theaters anymore. Right. And it was released for like some crazy amount of money because they knew that parents would have to pay for it. And that's the only thing. I mean, it was like, I think we paid $20 for it. Exactly. That's yeah, well, what I said. Okay. Not a crazy amount of money, but yeah. For a kid's movie, I mean, look, if I, if we, we took, we went to the theater, if you take two children. And an adult. And an adult, it would end with popcorn and everything. <laughs> we made our own popcorn. We saved on the popcorn. Well, no, I'm just saying if you went to the theater, it would oh. end up probably being about that much. Mm-hmm. But the difference is you'd get out of the friggin' house. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's movie theater popcorn. And, you know, you could sit quietly. And, you know, they won't get bored sitting on the couch. No, they were fine with it. It was it was just the, the, the baby that... Yeah, exactly. ...wasn't able to... But we wouldn't have taken him to the movies anyway. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, let's... But anyway, so... We uh, found these two movies on a recommendation from another, I guess they're not a podcast, but they're like a online video review uh, I don't even know what they're called. They, they're just they're like not, a show. They're not a podcast. They're a show. And Red YouTube. Letter Media on YouTube, which is an awesome uh, movie review uh, show. And they 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 reviewed two movies. One of them was Horse Girl, which was they on Netflix. More than two movies, they reviewed four, but, but you don't want to see two of them because right. they were horror movies. Okay. <laughs> so one of them was Horse Girl, and the other one was Lemon. Um, and they both were had like psychological slants to them. Mm-hmm. Which one did you enjoy more? Like more. Which one do you want to talk about first? I mean, let's we can, let's we, go that way. Okay, let's we can talk way. about them in the same order that we saw them. Okay, so we so can talk we about... Saw, we saw Horse Girl first. Um, so Horse Girl is about a girl who likes horses, right? No. <laughs> no? no. <laughs> she does no, like it horses, was, It was right? about a woman who was socially awkward, and strange things start happening to her where... Well, she she's, has, well, well, why is she socially dreaming. awkward? Why is she socially awkward? Why is she socially awkward? Yeah. I guess that's just her personality, or you, you, that wasn't your perception that she was socially She also awkward. had a trauma, right? A girl mm-hmm. she knew fell off a horse. That kind of comes out yes. later in the movie, but right? But I don't know if that's why she was socially awkward. We don't really know. And that's why she went her. back and like was dealing was with that horse. That's why she was obsessed with that particular horse. That's why the movie well, called Horse Girl. It was her. It was her horse. Right. That so that girl for, fell for, off. Again, of. th- there wasn't a lot of background information, but from my understanding, her mother, who had passed away, was married to her stepfather, who was a wealthy guy, who appears once throughout in the movie and gives her like whatever a bunch of money for her birthday, and apparently she probably had pretty upscale life which included you know equestrian lessons right and she you know she wasn't she rode horses and she had a friend that also rode horses and they were riding together and 
I think she pointed to something and the friend looked and or something happened she got distracted and the friend fell off and became I mean I think she had a brain injury brain injury yeah, yeah. and then apparently later on whatever the mother died and I guess the father the stepfather didn't necessarily financially take care of the of the stepdaughter to that right. degree so you know she's working she has a job she lives in an apartment she has a roommate I mean and the stepfather shows up here and there probably because of guilt and throws a bunch of money at her right and she works as uh, where does she work she works an arts like, and crafts like store like an arts and crafts store like but, a Michaels but that's not or what makes her right but what makes her what, what made what my perception of what made her socially awkward is that she was kind of immature in terms of her reactions and what made her like excited and then she was obsessed with like a, like a show oh right she was obsessed with like a sci-fi horror right. fantasy and then, show and then, with, and then when she meets vampires and then, and then when she meets a guy who has the same name she was like oh this must be like this must mean something that must mean something that yeah. i have that i'm right. meeting someone as the sa- as the name of the main character it was in just the show it just it was socially awkward because like she thinks that everyone is interested in that when in reality she's interested in that and i think we've definitely met people like that who don't have a good sense of i guess the i think it's called theory of mind maybe like what other people are experiencing and they'll just speak about what they're well, okay. interested in without so, really understanding that's what makes her socially awkward all right so from a psychological the point of view and possibly Almost like a, like an autism spectrum. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to get at. There's a couple of things going on in this movie, um, and I don't think they were going. By the at way, that. a lot of spoilers. Well, okay, but we're not <laughs> we, getting into that just yet. We never. We're not getting into that just yet, because we're not. Well, we've already. We're not spoiling described. the movie. We're not spoiling the movie okay. yet, because okay. that's not the spoil. That that okay. part's not spoiling Fine. the movie, and we're gonna get into spoilers. And I'm going to. What we're gonna do here is I'm gonna point out that we're gonna get into spoilers, and then I'm going to have a pause and I'm going to edit in later in the time where you can cut out and go into because that's we're not a movie reviewer so I don't think it matters to do that but anyway yeah but if people want to watch this movie and they don't want to get it ruined we're going to do that (laughs) for people okay and then I'm going to cut in a point where I'm going to tell you where you can move forward where you will skip the spoilers and Mm -hmm. you won't um, you can skip past all of that um, in the podcast Thank you, Maria, okay. for that. But we care about our listeners okay. on this podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but we haven't gotten into those yet. But, but what I was going to say is that there's, there's two things on this from the psychological point of view. Is One of them is this kind of weird awkwardness. And I don't know what they were trying to get at from that. It's like they were trying to do like an autism thing with her or something like that, or like a social phobia or something with her. Or pro- or possibly like a prodromal schizophrenia. Or, or the other thing, <laughs> right. which is, the, and this is not spoilers just yet, but the premise of the movie is that she's the socially awkward girl who um, is into this sci-fi fantasy show um, that... Is sort of like um, it's like a cross between like CSI Miami and like um, like is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't yeah. really exist. But no. it's a cross between those two things. Yeah. And um, 
she starts to have like hallucinations. What the the way they describe no. it in the in the movie is no, she starts uh, she to have, have waking dreams. She has dreams, and then she recognizes people from the dreams. From the dreams, people in real life and that she actually she, sees. Right, but not only people, but situations as but, well. But they also kind of make it seem like the hallucinations. Like she'll look, and then she'll see someone, and go, "Did you see that?" And they'll be like, "I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see anyone." So they make it seem like they're hallucinations. She'll also, she'll also have like uh, missed time. She'll like show up in a place and doesn't know how she got there right and stuff like that and so they're making it seem like she's hallucinating and there's like scratches on the wall that did weren't there before and like weird stuff starts to happen to her and i, I guess this is now where we're going to probably have to get into spoilers or else we're not going to be able to talk about right. this movie so but her here on out spoilers to avoid spoilers skip to 41 minutes and 31 seconds Her, not paranoia, but her, what, what she's saying is, is, or her belief is that she's thinking that all of these experiences, oh, because she starts Googling, she, she starts Googling what it means to lose time. Right. And, you know, things pop up like um, seizure activity, some other things. Um, stuff that's like medical stuff that that's real medical exists, that actually right? exists like fugues right I mean, fugue states and, fugue stuff states. Like and then of course alien abduction the conspiracy Obviously. stuff that's popping up right naturally the, the, the alien abduction but and that's the stuff that she gravitates to and right? that's what she right she right. kind of she, dismisses she dismisses the actual scientific stuff the the medical stuff yeah and she gravitates to the the conspiracy stuff that maybe it's an alien that's abduction. an alien abduction um, and starts to spiral into a paranoia. Right. And that's where you were getting with this prodromal schizophrenia thing. Yeah. And that plays a lot better than in autism, social phobia. Because, I mean, I guess it's a social phobia well, because, a little bit. because, I mean, bit. in schizophrenia, you do have social awkwardness. Social awkwardness, You yeah. absolutely do. And it could look like different types of, you know disorders right and and i don't remember the name of the actress now anymore um the one that played her yeah she's i don't know she's from parks and recreation is it parks and Recreation community oh community from community community um but she's really good in this like she if if they were going for a schizophrenia kind of uh prodromal schizophrenia spiraling into a paranoia um, I, she she nailed it, I think. Oh, Alison Brie. Alison Brie. I knew it was something with a B. Yeah. <laughs> um, she nailed it. I don't know what you thought. She she did great. I think she nailed it. Um, you know the the it starts like a slow burn psychological problem, which is exactly how a prodromal episode would start and it just the the symptoms the positive symptoms it starts with negative stuff and the positive stuff starts to get worse and worse and worse um you know the 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 awkward date kind of is what i guess you would call well the the fact that she doesn't date period and then she lives with this roommate who's always going out and or who has a relationship and 
has know, a she, real relationship. Right, and she invites her out, but she's like, no, I'd rather just stay home and watch the show. So really not a lot of interest for someone that, she, I mean, I think she's supposed to be like in her 20s, someone right. her age. Right, but I really like the actual idea that like, they didn't use the normal movie, and this is like a movie criticism, not into the psychological part, but they didn't use the regular movie trope of like, um, oh, my roommate thinks I'm a weirdo, so I'm not going to hang out with my roommate. They did the exact opposite of like, the roommate actually cares about her. Yeah. And um, she tries to help her. She, she tries, tries to, to help set her. her up with her boyfriend's roommate. Right. And, and that's where things kind of go sour because she actually likes the boyfriend's roommate who has the same name as the character in the show. And he likes her. And he likes her. And then they go on this date that goes completely off the rails. Well, because she was already very much into her paranoia at She was into paranoia and she takes him to a cemetery to dig up her mom to get DNA samples because Because she thinks she's a clone clone of her grandmother. Because she resembles her grandmother Because she looks like her grandmother. And she thought he was into that because... He said he liked the paranormal and, right. and the date, which is like something that guys and say all the time, because they're just like you know well, they want to be you know they want to be nice in like, sure, a date. Yeah. yeah, sure. I like I like the same things you like. Yeah, you're into that. Yeah, you're, yeah. Me yeah. Too. I like paranormal stuff too. <laughs> yeah. And but he didn't realize <laughs> he didn't realize she was going to take him to a cemetery <laughs> to dig up things. So she freaks out on him, and and you know. Um, and that's kind of when she spirals down. Right, and then she ends up in a... She ends up in a psych hospital, which, um, you know, from two professionals who are in the field kind of took me out of the movie <laughs> a little bit. Well, because, first of all, there's a light socket in the room. Oh, yeah. like those and a, little... Not a light socket, an electrical socket in the room. Yeah, you know, no, there, was, there, there were a lot of, like, they, details. They that... did a really good job of doing the psych thing, but then... You know, electrical socket in, in a in a psych patient's room. Yeah, and there were other things, curtains, whatever, all, curtains. all, all sorts of things. They but allowed her to have a belt. I don't was remember the other? that. But there were just a lot of right details that that were different, or whatever that that didn't match necessarily what. Then, then again, she never saw a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Well, she saw a social worker, which is actually very typical. That is typical, but that's the only person she saw. She was never handed medication that we saw I mean look I, I get that they weren't like going for that in the movie right that wasn't that wasn't the main point it wasn't the point of the movie because it just seemed like she had a lot more I guess say in her treatment than what maybe what we're used to from the systems that we've been in because it's like she you know she, first of all she had very little insight into her condition obviously because but most people do obviously okay. because she she was really she really believes that she was a clone of her grandmother i'm guessing because her grandmother was abducted by aliens and then she was sent well, back as a clone well she believed that her grandmother right. was abducted by aliens and she was sent and, back as a clone and she was sent back and she was abducted by aliens and sent and she is her grandmother sent back Right, she is That's, her grandmother. She is her right, grandmother right, right, right. sent back. Right. And and she had this confirmed because she woke up because they she believes that the aliens um uh work with time. They work with time manipulation. So she woke up in the hospital with a girl in her room, mm-hmm. her roommate, mm-hmm. who states that she woke up she's from nineteen ninety five and woke up in this movie I think was 
2019, right? Yeah. And she woke up in 2019 and doesn't know what's going on and nobody believes her. Right. And But she recognizes she, she her. She recognizes her, her, her from her dream. As another person as another that was person. abducted and being, I don't know what the aliens were doing to them. Yeah, they were doing some they weird things some, to them. Plus she tells her about the white light or the ramp or something and the girl recognizes the ramp and they like like have a connection or something and that solidifies her belief and when she tells the social worker the social worker's like i don't know what girl you're talking about in the room so there's this kind of ambiguity of whether or not this girl even existed if it's another hallucination no, but then the, and then the weird thing is is that the first time we see her in the hospital he's he's the social worker is like well from the last time you were here and he's reading off some notes right, right. and she was not under any assumption like she she was like i was here before yeah i was like i don't know what you're I doing i don't know what here. you're talking about but then when she spoke with him again and she's like remember what i talked to you about yesterday he seemed like he didn't know what she right. was he's talking like, about right he's like i don't this is the first time you've ever been here right. or something like that so we, it was we've very, never so there was this kind of like that i didn't the, understand the, i think I, that, but i think that they were doing that but see here's the thing about this movie it's like they're trying to get you and this is this this was my problem with it is they were doing this really great job of making you think that this was a mental illness yeah okay and they're doing such a good job of it that when they do these and they did such a great job of the detail of her spiral into this illness that i thought maybe they actually had a consultant that was sitting there going you know this is what it looks like from a patient perspective you know because it's hard to you know like in the beautiful mind right when john nash is going insane and he's having hallucinations and paranoia you can't put that into a movie you can't put auditory hallucinations into a movie he wasn't visually hallucinating schizophrenics don't usually visually hallucinate they they hear voices they don't see things usually they usually okay but it's not interesting to just have auditory hallucinations in a movie. You have to show people things. That's movies are show me, don't tell me, mm -hmm. right? Movies, okay. the movie tropes, right? So to make A Beautiful Mind interesting, you had to show the hallucinations. So I think there was a character in A Beautiful Mind that he kept seeing. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, there you was might a character right, really in there that, that, he kept, that, that he kept interacting with that was like his paranoid character that was like telling him things about that paranoid his paranoid delusions mm -hmm. that was his vision that was his auditory hallucination he never actually saw this person in real life right. but you had to visually show him so I, I they were doing such a good job in this horse girl movie that i thought they had an actual consultant going look she's probably hearing voices you can't just put voices into a movie because it doesn't make any sense so here's how you would visually show voices and they were doing a fantastic job of doing that and then they put like an electrical socket in the room and i'm like they would never have that in a room like how did they do that like did they not have a consultant or did they just screw this up and then like this the details kind of were like you know it just well look no my issue is that is that my issue was that she was obviously taken to the hospital involuntarily because she showed up at 
her place of work completely naked and paranoid and rambling and the police were called. So the, the But premise, we don't even no, know how me, she got there. But what do you mean? Because she was in a shower or something and then all of a and sudden, then of a sudden she's at and the then store. she opens the door and all of a sudden she's at the store. I don't know. But that's not no, but the point is is that is that we can assume that the police took her and it was an involuntary Right, it was it was it was involuntary. But I think what they showed would was maybe a, a center that was for like voluntary you, you know what I mean like an involuntary commitment center would look much different than what they portrayed what they portrayed looked very much just like a maybe a psychiatric voluntary hospital which they don't exist maybe here in Florida but they certainly do exist in other places so it, it just it looked I like you, you know maybe like, like a maybe. community mental health center where people go voluntarily to get better not I don't think they would Not have electrical like, sockets in those places either. I think so. I, I mean, think I, think, so I think it depends, but whatever. And then, and then, just the lack of um, the lack of protection for the social worker. Like she was just meeting with him in her in his office. And then in like a community, like and a, in, a commu- a, in a in like milieu a setting. milieu setting, yeah. Right. And then, and then, okay. And then, so the, my other issue with it was the last scene. Okay. And so, like, they did this fantastic job of setting up that it's mental illness. Right, and then, and then when she gets out, you think that basically she just like bullshitted her way out. Which because, is what because she happens. told him, "No, I know that." Uh, yeah, I got it. everything's fine. Everything's I get fine. it. I which get, is what she said to him. I get that what I was telling you, you know, were just my, you know, my, which is what she thoughts. said to him. I know what I'm going to do. I'm, yeah, I got it. Everything's fine. So they discharged her. They discharge her, which is what you would do in that situation. And what happens is she goes, steals a horse, and she goes and lies in a field. And what do they do at the end? It's a complete cop-out. Now, here's the thing is that, was that real? Did that really happen, or is that another one of her hallucinations? I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the right. ambiguity so, so of this end, movie. So the last scene is that she leads the horse to like this field. She gets in the middle of the field. Oh, and there's a little bit of tension because you don't know. It, yeah, she's like, going to kill herself. I felt like, oh my God, is she going to yeah. like hurt herself? Is she going yeah. to hurt the horse? Yeah. You know, there's all of this tension yeah. because. And then what happens is that she actually gets beamed up by aliens. So her right. cons- her conspiracy was was real. Was real. Well, that's what possibly possibly, but it could just have really, been another. That she really was abducted, abducted by, by aliens. aliens, or this could have just been another hallucination, right? Which is with how they left. And that's it. how the movie ends. And then we, they have no idea because it cuts the black after that. Yeah, they have no idea. It. And and to me, that kind of ruined it. To be honest with you, no, why? It's un- I, I, it, it ruined it. For it's me. ambivalent. Yeah, but they did such a really good job of like setting up the mental illness part that they copped out at the end. I don't know. They total because I think what they did is they're like, oh, it wasn't mental illness; it was real. I think the filmmakers were like, this is real. I think that's what they were doing. And then I no one's gonna know unless you talk to them, but that's the way they made it feel to me. The way they were setting it up. I think that's what makes the movie good is that you weren't really you're not really expecting it and it makes you you thought she was going to hurt the horse or something i didn't i had no yeah. expectation that she was going to hurt anyone really i thought i thought she was going to wander 
into the woods and just just kind of just kind of I actually thought she was just going to lie there and the thing was just going to cut to black. Oh. And then when she started getting beamed up, I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. Like, really? Are they really doing this right now? And then when she started getting beamed up, I thought maybe they would do something where, like, they, like, saw her dreaming again or something. Like, they would, like... Or back at the hospital. You know, back at the hospital or something. And then when when they went to black, I'm like, oh, they're doing that thing where it's like... They're doing the... Well, you the, have to figure it out yourself. They're doing the thing from... Um, what's that Brad Pitt movie? Um, where he... Where he's the hallucination. Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. They're mm-hmm. doing that. Oh, God. But, but I think... <laughs> I mean, I've never... I actually have never seen Fight Club. You've never seen Fight Club? No. But from oh. my understanding is that... It, is clear at the end. That's the next movie. That, that's the next movie <laughs> review on this podcast. Fight Club. <laughs> Fight Club. But anyway, so, so that's it. Uh, that. Do you recommend this for people? Yeah, why not? For people that haven't listened to this podcast and know exactly what's going to happen, yes. Wait, for people who hasn't haven't listened? Yeah, for people who who didn't get the spoilers, yes, I recommend. You recommend it. seeing it? <laughs> Yeah, I recommend it. It was good. I mean, there's. It's not like there's so much else to to choose from. So it it was really well acted. I think. Yeah. So if if people like kind of a little bit of a psychological twist to their movies, why not? Okay. All right. That's good. The other one, Lemon. Now this was a hell of a movie. I did not like that much. Really. Yeah. Why? Because I thought because it was, it I thought it was not to go anywhere. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Because it's a lemon of a movie. Yeah, well, he's a lemon, he's a lemon of, a of a person, and he's <laughs> it's a lemon of a movie. But I think that's the whole point of it. And this guy too has been in a bunch of movies. Yeah, but um, we're it's we're not gonna remember his name. So, and I think he's all isn't he also from Community? Um, I believe so. Um. And and this movie has, um, it has this kind of undertone of like movies that you like. Yeah. Um, by that director, it's kind of like dry humor. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that director that you like? Wes. Um. um I don't remember. I'll. Oh. It'll come. It'll, to, it'll, it'll come, come to us. Yeah. Um, but it's very dry humor. And so the premise of this movie um, is that this guy, he lives in L.A. And he's either a failed actor or a struggling actor. Oh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, that's the guy's name. And um, That's the guy's name who, who's the director. Who's the director that Not you, the director of this not movie. Not the director of this movie. But this movie, Lemon, is similar to movies directed by Wes Anderson. That's right. But it is not it's directed, not directed by, him, by Wes but Anderson. But it is similar. It's similar to a Wes Anderson movie where yes. it's very dry humor. Yes. Um, doesn't go really anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't really it's go awkward. anywhere. It's awkward. Um, 
it's t- a type of movie that you like, which is why I'm surprised that you don't like this. And the guy's name is Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman, yes. Is the actor. And he did a really good job of being a lemon uh, yeah. in this guy. It's not that I didn't... I mean, like I, I guess I enjoyed watching it, but I wouldn't necessarily like want to watch it again. Oh, no, I definitely will like, watch it, didn't, it again. It didn't make me... But I wouldn't watch Horse Girl again either. Yeah. I know. Um, but this guy, I don't even know how to describe this movie. It was just... I mean, he's also this, awkward. He's also socially, socially inept. awkward, yeah. But a different way, right? So she's more like She's a more innocent. Prodromal, like, psychosis, whereas... She's more kind of, like, immature and innocent, yeah, and he's... He's more like a personality disorder, like a... Like a misanthrope. He's much more than that. <laughs> he's more like a, um... A cluster B... Well, he's a, he's a little bit manipulative. He's a narcissist. He's a little bit narcissistic. Borderline. Possibly. He's definitely cluster B, borderline narcissism, uh, personality disordery kind of. I don't know that I would classify him to the disorder level, although. Well, doesn't it interfere with his functioning? Yeah, in, in, he's in he's multiple, very a borderline personality. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know if it's borderline, but I'm saying it's it's in it's one of those two things. What I'm saying is that his personality disorder does it's, interfere it's, it's, with his functioning in more than it, one it's, setting. It's, yeah, it's a personality disorder. Work, interpersonal relationships. It's, it's definitely so personality it's, disorder. It's, so it's probably a disorder. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's hard to describe the plot because it's really not. Right. It's it's so, just parts of it. So basically, it's just this guy who is a um, he's a personality disordered guy who is a failed actor or a struggling actor who is living his life in LA and he's just kind of going nowhere. He does. And no, he's, he's a teaching theater. He <laughs> Teaching theater is, he is, a, right? is a loose term. He okay. basically just criticizes people in his theater, like I guess, a community, is a theater, community class. theater class, I guess, that he runs. Yeah. And he he works as an actor for like really bad commercials for like hepatitis C, <laughs> and he has a girlfriend who's blind who for, hates him. Right, and they've been together. They've for, been together for like ten years. For ten years, but she clearly hates him. She and hates he's clearly him. having another life. Like she has she's traveling She travels all, all over the place, and she never. And takes he seems him. not to really care. Oh, he first. cares, but he, he, I think maybe he's very passive aggressive about it. Well, maybe he didn't care at first, I guess. But when we pick up in the movies, like the relationship's kind of ending, mm-hmm. um, and then finally she breaks up. She with breaks him. up with him. So I, then, there's no then, real spoilers in this no. at all. And then, and then he's no. also kind of like very awkward because when he went to the casting and he's um, talking to, speaking with a makeup artist who he ends up later dating, who's African American, and he's like, oh. You know, my sister's son is black. Yeah. <laughs> She's <God>. like, okay. <laughs> no, he said something like she has a black child or something oh, like right. that. No, my sister has, my a, black sister has a black child. <laughs> God. And she's like, okay. okay. And then he's like, can I have your phone number <laughs> so I can call you? And then they they cut away from the scene, and you find out later that she actually gave him right because they, <laughs> they end up going out, which is so weird. 
<laughs> and he actually takes her on a date which to like what a, a a Chinese restaurant, I guess it was. Yeah, just, yeah. And it was just the most it was very awkward, awkward date. It was just awful. Just awful. But yet she continues. But yet she continues to see him anyway. <laughs> and then she saw him again, which like like I don't get at Whatever, all. She saw him again and again, and then and and then like but before that he like he has but this other guy. Thing, but I guess just going back to like what makes it Wes Anderson like is that family scene. What would oh, of his be, family? Wait, before no, of his before. family going to like oh, his, right, his right, parents' right. house for Passover. Oh my God! And yes, the interactions between right the interaction between the family members because, who clearly hate each other. Well, obviously, so the, the his sister is very very pregnant. Yep, and she does have a son that I'm assuming she adopted who's yep. black. Yep, and then she has her nanny, hey, nanny with her, which I'm assuming her husband is working or yeah. whatever. She's very wealthy because yep. I think they showed like her mansion. Yep, where, yep, yep. And then he has another brother. And it's the who's guy who's from um, what oh, was that from, show from, that we loved? Uh, that we loved um, Silicon Valley. Yeah, and he and his wife is Orthodox. Yep. And it's funny because she like the way that they're just treating the whole, I guess, Passover experience is just like so sacrilege. Like yeah. it's, it's just weird, and, she, and she's just not she's not having any of it. But whatever. <laughs> but those interactions, like those awkward family mm-hmm. moments, is what makes it very Wes Anderson like. Yes, yes. It's That's just, probably the only it's part of it. That the was, most awkward family get together. It's like they clearly hate each other, but they're still like. And Rhea Perlman is in it. I haven't seen Rhea Perlman in a movie. They have good and they had good in actors a movie in, in forever. Um, Rhea Perlman is in here as the mother who's like cooking, like the the pro. I mean, she does such a perfect Jewish mother. <laughs> it's just perfect. Um, and they sing this song, which I never heard of before, but now I need to. I don't know now if it's I need a real to. Song. Now I need to know every word of it. <laughs> the one thousand matzo balls or something. That was a million. A matzo million matzo balls. <laughs> now I absolutely have to know every word of this song. We're gonna sing it. At we're our we're gonna have to sing it now. Um, and and the thing is that they 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 cut from one scene where they all hate each other. No, but that's not true because the main character and his sister they have a bond. They like, I think the brother. But that's the only. But everyone else, like, there's, they have this tension. You know, the older it. the older family members seem to be like kind of okay with each other. But but, but there was a scene where they were all sitting on the couch together, mm-hmm. and the guy from Silicon Valley. Who does he play in Silicon Valley? Gilfoyle. He's one of Gilfoyle. Oh, he's my favorite character. Right. That's right. I couldn't. I didn't recognize him because he was he was cleaned up. Yeah. He he cleaned up Actors and he cut that, his honey. hair. Actors <laughs> do that. They, they look different. He was my different. favorite character in Silicon Valley. It was Guilfoyle, and he was talking down to lemon um, to to the lemon guy. I didn't even know his name. Isaac. And then I, it was his Isaac. Isaac. He was talking down to him about how of how his commercials. Yeah, about him doing you know, hepatitis C hepatitis commercials. C commercials and. How he must make so much money doing these things. And, no, but he was being facetious. But, right, he was making fun of him. Yeah. You know, and, and he was talking down to him, and it was a very awkward scene, and then they had a couple of really other awkward scenes, yeah. and then they cut to this scene where they're all sitting around a piano. 
right, singing the and Ma- singing the matzo ball song, and you could see Isaac sitting there, and he's looking miserable, but he's but, singing but, but along. They're singing. <laughs> but they're all singing, and to like the sing. Orthodox wife is miserable, but she's, she's singing. And they're all singing. singing. It's just the funniest that, thing because that's what families that's do. Just, <laughs> like you hate, you, know, you, you can hate, hate each everyone, other, but you're but still going to sing the song. Oh my god, it was so funny. But yeah, but I guess you know the most and the other most enjoyable part of the movie. I would say that situation was probably the most enjoyable was one was of the funny, most enjoyable yeah. scenes and then the other part that was most enjoyable was at when he's dating the girl but, but and wait, she wait, takes wait. but him even to, before that when he has the fight with the oh the, the guy from the, the napoleon guy from dynamite the, 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 <laughs> is that where you remember him from yeah where do you remember him from i guess that's where he's from i don't know him any michael other cena way. is that his name yeah michael right cena? isn't that from michael Nicole, cena isn't he from I guess that's where he's from. Oh, no, he's not from Napoleon Dynamite. No, sorry. He looks I like think, him. I think his name is Michael Cena. He, it is. He's, it's Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Sarah. He's, uh, I don't know he's why I his he co-theater director. No, in, he's not. He's a, he's a student. But he's he also gives advice. No, he's... No. In, in, the know, thea- in the community theater... Because he's a dick. Oh, <laughs> I guess I missed that <laughs> no. part. But he's also a student there. He's a student. But they have some kind of weird relationship where they... Because they're both personality disorders. But but uh, Michael they... Sarah is clearly like a... He's like... He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's exactly. a fraud. Exactly. Because so, he keeps talking about all of these... Yeah, and he's going on, you know, to, like, to, to Belgium or something. Or whatever. And, these different trips that he takes. So he... How, <laughs> yes, he's very... So Isaac very invites him to dinner. And just, like, annoying. And before he takes him... Before he, he goes to dinner, he, he writes, like, a really, really bad racial sore on his car and then tries to kiss him when he takes him to dinner. When he, when he invites him to dinner... It's this weird scene. It's very awkward. It's a very awkward scene. It didn't scene. make any sense. It made no and then, sense then they at had all. The weirdest fight. But that's the whole point of this movie is that nothing made sense in this whole movie. Right. Like nothing he did made any sense. Nothing. And 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 that's that sets up this entire thing at the end because the last I guess the last fifteen minutes mm-hmm. is when he goes to this party with the with the girlfriend. With, with the black or, girlfriend, right. yeah. To, to this it's, party. It's a Caribbean party. It's a Caribbean party, and it's just... it's just Her family. Her family. It's so funny. <laughs> and he just... He gets there, and he meets with her dad, I guess it was, her uncle. No, uncle. Her uncle, and he has, like, a Jamaican accent. Yeah, a Caribbean <laughs> accent, yeah. And he says, I thought there wasn't going to be any... I was told there wasn't going to be any accents. No, he thinks, oh, I didn't know there were going to be accents. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know there were going to be accents. <laughs> But that is so funny, like that. But that's the humor. Yeah, that's what makes it. Fun. It's a comedy. It's, it really it is. is a it's a comedy, but it's just this dry humor, and he's just. And then he like smokes some weed, and then he starts hallucinating. Yeah. That the aunt wants to escape. Wants to escape, and he starts running so down the street. He starts running down. He, he basically steals, like steals her. He steals she's in a wheelchair. She's like half demented. I guess she's Probably, demented. Yeah. yeah. And he steals her and is running down the street with, with her wheelchair. With her wheelchair. <laughs> And the and girlfriend, then, and then he just ditches the party, and he and and that and that gets to the gist of the movie is his car won't start. He ends up having to go to the bathroom, and and, and that's the thing I didn't understand. I guess he lived very close because he ran all the way home. Yeah, but it's L.A. Like people, like he ran all the way home. That I guess he ran all the way home, and then like his water was off, and he couldn't flush the toilet. He dropped his phone in the toilet after he went to the bathroom. 
the last ten minutes are just the last ten minutes just the 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 movie is off the rails, and the last ten minutes was just a train wreck. I think that's what it is. It's it's difficult to watch. Yeah. But you still keep you still watching. keep watching it. Like it's so awkward, and I guess for, for yeah. some people that have difficulty with like seeing awkward moments, it would make them very uncomfortable. But but that's the whole point of this movie is that to make you feel to make you feel uncomfortable. That's why I probably would recommend this to a lot of people I know more than I would recommend Horse Girl Mm-mm. to make them uncomfortable. Well, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's fine to be uncomfortable. Um, I I think I think I laughed more than I thought I would. Um, yeah. And I don't really like Wes Anderson movies, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's not your. It's not my thing. Well, because a Wes Anderson movie is like that family part, but like the entire movie, sort of. You know what I mean? This like. <laughs> If it was like that, but I but see this. This is the kind of humor that I like. It's I'm just surprised you don't like Wes Anderson movies. It it's just maybe you just haven't seen enough of them. Some of it like took it just. Some of it wasn't funny. Like to me, like that some of the interactions with the girlfriend I thought weren't funny, but like the the parties were funny, were just hilarious. Um, the last fifteen minutes are just. It's funny. Like, I think I appreciate it more now when I talk about it than when I was actually watching it. Okay, so it stays with you. So yeah, but I still wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, because there's no reason. Uh, there's like, no I, reason I, every, to watch I it got again. out of it everything that I needed to get out That's of it right. that first yeah, time. I wouldn't watch it again. But I would definitely, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend watching it. Especially if you have nothing to do, like, on a Friday night. And you have, like... And the thing is, it's only like, what, an hour and 20 minutes? I don't remember. It wasn't long. It was very short. It was remember. very short. It was an hour and a half max. Maybe an hour and... Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. Hour and 40 minutes. Definitely not more than that. So it was very short. And so was Horse Girl. I thought yeah, Horse Girl was a pretty, pretty short. short movie. So you don't have to invest a lot of time in either of these movies. Um, so that's my recommendation. In which order would you would you recommend it at all? I mean, I think I feel the same way. Like now that I'm talking about it, I like it more, which is weird. Because <laughs> maybe I'm just remembering it in a different, <laughs> different way, light. or like I'm. I guess it's it's more fun to talk about it than it maybe it is to watch, to watch it. it. <laughs> but you can't talk about it without watching it. <laughs> That's right. So then, yes, you should watch it. You should watch it and then talk and about then talk it, about and then immediately right. talk about it. Right. With the person you're watching, right. that's right, and you can't watch it alone. You need to watch it with someone because so then, then you can talk about it. Talk about it exactly because you're not going to appreciate it unless you watch it with someone. Right? Yeah. All right. So that, that's the recommendation. Which order would you watch it in? Which one do you like better? Which one do you like better? I said I liked Horse Girl. Like Horse Girl more. better? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Even though I think I said I like Lemon more, I think I like Horse Girl because then it gets better acted. Possibly. She did a real good job of acting like a really good schizophrenic, even though the filmmakers copped out at the end. That's your opinion. (laughs) Well, that's just my opinion, man. (laughs) Yeah, that is just my opinion, man. I know. This is all just fun and games. You wanted to talk about something more serious, right? 
You wanted to talk about something more serious. Did I, though? Yeah. We want to talk about cancel culture. Well, because I don't know. I don't remember how it came up. What were we watching that we were like, we should really talk about this because it's important? Oh, this comes up every once in a while. No, but was, were we watching like Bill I think Maher? it was a Bill Maher thing. Okay. Because Bill, a big Bill Maher is a big... Oh, this, anti 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 cancel culture because he he got canceled once <laughs> he'll never <laughs> and he'll, he'll never forget. let anyone forget about it in 2000 it must have been 2001 or 2002 2001 or 2002. i actually don't know because i never watched politically incorrect i didn't either but i know what happened to him but i don't remember what year it was it must have been right it after was, it was obviously after 9 11 because it was a comment but about he 9/11. said that the hijackers were brave. Is that Be- what he said? Yeah, well, okay. So I don't remember what he said. So there was a narrative. Because I never watched it. There was a narrative that the hijackers were cowards. That was the narrative at the time. They were cowards because they crashed planes into a building instead of, you know, went out and fought like warriors and soldiers and stuff right. like that. And he came out and was like, oh, that. Crashing planes into a building doesn't sound like cowards to me. It sounds very brave to me to fly an airplane into a building. That sounds pretty brave. And people freak it out on him, you know, like because you're flying the th- you're no, I in get, a cockpit. I get why he said it. That's what he said. I and get why he said I mean, so, I understand. So that's what he said. People freaked out on him, and ABC canceled his show. They fired him from the show, yeah. and, and ever was, since and that then, that was an early example of cancel I don't remember culture. It. I don't remember because anyone getting fired for anything. No, because at that time, that. most people were not really. But I wasn't paying attention, and there wasn't true. social media. There literally was no social media then. Like MySpace didn't even exist. Yes, it did. In two thousand one. Yeah. MySpace. Yeah. Uh, MySpace and Friendster didn't start. I'm pretty sure they did. Maybe they did. I don't know. But my point is they weren't influential. Like you weren't going on your MySpace page and going, well, can you believe that Bill Maher said this? Right. right it wasn't, so yeah, it wasn't my used point for is that. It wasn't used for that. So that cancel culture didn't exist at the time. Um, oh, no, you're right. It was launched in 2003. Yeah, MySpace. that's what I thought. I'm fact-checking us. We're, we're actively fact-checking <laughs> as we go along, because that's the kind of podcast yeah. we are. We're that's why I see we make a lot of mistakes, and then I check. We make and a then... lot, a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but it was that's, founded. That's in why we're fact-checking. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but even if it was founded earlier, which it wasn't, but even if it was, it wasn't used for this type of thing anyway. So that's the first time I remember anyone getting canceled for anything like that right um and he has never lived it down like literally every time somebody like says something he defends them yep. to the and by end the way the it earth. got canceled in 2002 it was 2002 yeah, yeah. all right um he might have said it in 2001 but the I show got canceled in 2002 um so that's a very that that may be the first example i remember of it but i think the problem now is that it's gotten sort of out of control because now it's gotten to the point where you can't say anything. 
without people freaking out on you. But that's because not, social media yeah, has got out of control. Well, the thing is, that's not the problem. People are always going to freak out. It's the response. That's what I'm saying. Well, because people are going to say things or have an opinion or have a view, and other people are going to react to it, and that's fine. But you don't have to. But the difference is now there's a behavior. It's like this is so terrible that instead of processing it, we're going to go ahead and completely avoid it or erase it and pretend that, you know... It, Who's going to erase it? Companies? No, no, no. What I'm saying is now that like the cancel culture is whatever is offensive was so offensive that instead of kind of confronting it or processing it or working through it, the cancel culture is just to erase it. It's to, to erase to the person. It. Yeah. From the show, whatever. the person, the whatever it is. It's not so much to erase the person, it's to erase them from their from their from whatever it is that they have. And the thing is this isn't this isn't um, an all or nothing issue. You can't say we shouldn't cancel anything because I think there's certain things that people do cross the line and they should be probably taken off their platform. But not everyone. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's, you know... Here's the thing. People... People confuse... All right. So people say things, right? People will say things. Right, they'll give an opinion. Other people will have a problem with that opinion, right? And then people, the people that gave the original opinion, will say, "Well, I have, I have a First Amendment right to say that opinion, and there's nothing you can do about it." And the other person will say, well, you should lose your job for that or something like that. And the other person will be like, oh, I have a First Amendment right to say those things. And then their company will fire them or something like that because you said that and we don't want you to say that. And then that, that person will be like, well, you're firing me. I have a First Amendment right to say those things. And there's a big confusion in between a bunch of those things. All right. You have a right to say whatever you want. No matter what it is. Doesn't matter what it is. Okay? One. Number two, that doesn't mean that it's correct because opinions can be wrong. Uh-huh. And I've heard this before like opinions can't be wrong. That's completely wrong. <laughs> opinions can, can be wrong. Okay? So you have a right to say whatever you want and have an opinion, but that doesn't mean it's correct. Number well, it two doesn't mean that people are going okay. to like it. And, and number, okay, number two, it also doesn't mean that anyone has to take you seriously. Right. Okay? And it doesn't mean that your opinion has to be taken seriously, no matter who you are, no matter how level, what level you've attained. Right. Okay? Nobody has to take your opinion seriously. Okay? Well, because it's an opinion... For that moment, and opinions are transient. Whether it's an opinion for the moment or opinion for later, it doesn't matter. My point is it doesn't have to be taken seriously no matter what. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Okay. Okay, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Okay? And number three, because you have it, 
the only protection that you have for that opinion in that amendment is from the government, right? The government can't come and arrest you for having it. That's the First Amendment opinion. So when people say, you you can't fire me for having an opinion because the First Amendment protects me, that's bullshit. The government can't send the U.S. marshals to your house and arrest you for having that opinion. That's the protection. Now, if you come out and you say a bunch of racist stuff, for instance, for instance, and your company, your private company comes out, I don't want you around because you're representing us. Right, and you're giving us a bad look. And you're giving us a bad look. They have every right to fire you. That's a cancel. It's sort of a cancel culture thing because they have the right to fire you. That is not a First Amendment issue. So people mistake that. Now, another person can come along and say, I I want you to be fired for that. And they, that's another opinion uh-huh. that falls under those same things. It's an opinion. It doesn't have to be taken seriously. And the government's not going to come and get you for it. And that also can be subject to someone else firing you for it. Uh-huh. It's all just those things. Now, the problem is people don't understand that when someone says something, you have a right to say something back to them. Okay? People, that's the debate. And the problem is that people have this thing now where it's like, oh, you said something to me. Now I'm offended. And because I'm offended, that means you have to go away forever instead of like what you said is processing it and let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other thing that I guess the other part of it is people say something and then they get shamed for it. And then they get pressured or bullied into apologizing. Mm -hmm. That's and that's the part that Mm -hmm. I have, I guess, the biggest problem with. And like the 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 one thing that like sticks up out in my mind is when I don't remember which celebrity it was. I want to say it was Justin Timberlake, but I could be wrong. Tweeted or put maybe on Instagram or whatever, like in the beginning of the pandemic, that it was so hard for him dealing you know, being at home with his kids. And he got so much backlash because people were like, how dare you complain? You know, you're probably like in this huge house with different rooms and, you know, maybe even help. Like why, you know, why are you complaining? And I don't remember if he apologized. He probably did. I don't think it was Justin Timberlake, but I know who you're talking about. I thought it was, but whatever. It doesn't. It was a celebrity. I remember. We can fact check it later. Um, That's the part that bothered me because, I mean, I personally don't care if he is complaining or not complaining because whatever. But why does he have to get shamed for it? Like, that's his personal experience, and yes, I get that maybe his threshold is different than other people's thresholds in terms of what you can tolerate and what's annoying, but he certainly has the right to be annoyed by kids, you know? He shouldn't right, have but to, uh, like, complain. Of, I mean, he shouldn't have to apologize well, there's for a, that. Well, there's a term called being tone deaf. You, you know that term? I know, and maybe because of his platform it was seen as tone deaf, but I it's still tone deaf. don't so, think you should... It's t- have to apologize for it. I don't know that he has to apologize for it. I agree with that part, but it is tone deaf. So it's like it's like, for instance, the uh, the baseball thing. 
you don't follow this thing because you don't like sports. But one well, you did follow this because I follow sports and you heard about it because I watch PTI every day. Mm-hmm. The baseball thing was not going to happen, right? The, the, the season wasn't going to happen for a while. They finally agreed on it. And there was one baseball player who played for the Rays. It was a pitcher. And I don't remember his name. But it doesn't matter. The name is relevant. Okay. But he came out at the beginning of this whole thing and he said something to the effect of um, I'm you know I want my full salary for the year I'm not going out here and only playing for you know I I want my 10 million or something like that or 4 million I'm not going to go out here and only play for $700,000 it might have even been more than that um you know that's 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 nonsense um i didn't sign up for for that to play this game or something like that and michael wilbon laid into him <laughs> i mean he freaked out on him all right we just fact checked it was justin timberlake who said who tweeted that okay it wasn't a tweet we, it was we need an, to do it was is, in an interview but anyway uh, but go ahead interview. We, we actually, what we need to do is at the end, like the last 10 minutes, we need to do like an errors thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to write all that down. Right. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, but that... So who, who laid into him? Michael Wilbon okay. in PTI. Okay. I mean, he laid into him mm-hmm. um, for being tone deaf. Um, and he apologized. This guy apologized. Um, I believe he did. I'm not actually certain about that. But the thing is... But the thing is, that's tone deaf. I know, but why... And And again, I don't think he needed to apologize. But but that is tone deaf. But there's two sides of it. That is tone deaf. Because one is, he's an individual who's having an individual experience. And two, he also has, I guess, a platform and a responsibility... No, but no, he doesn't have a platform response. He has no responsibility, no platform. Then why? He just stated an opinion, and the but opinion was tone opinion. deaf. It was his ex- for just his, it was, his it experience, was his experience, yes. and it was that... tone deaf because. But look, it, you're imagine being Justin Timberlake, right? And you're being given an interview, right? He was now, asked, "How was quarantine going?" How was quarantine going? Now think about it for a second. You're a super rich guy. Super rich is relative. The guy's okay. rich. The guy's not Bezos rich. Bezos is super rich. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> we can do that in another podcast. Uh-huh. He's rich. People people need twelve hundred dollars just to make the next payment on their like house, and that's still not enough, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's complaining because he's living in a house with six thousand square feet. We don't with, know, but that's not what he's complaining about. I know about. what he's complaining about. He's living with his children in a house with 6,000 6, square feet. We don't know feet. how many square feet his house is. It's a big house, I'm sure. It's a big house. It's bigger than most people's house, yes. and he probably has a nanny. Can we, can we, can we like, assume certain things? I would not assume that because I think that's the whole point, that with the quarantine that maybe he... Can he afford he a did, nanny? What I'm saying is maybe with the quarantine he didn't have help because... Why not? Because some some people... Can he not have one? No, no, no. What I'm saying is a lot of people with the quarantine decided to just quarantine with their families and they didn't have any outside help. But he help. can. But we don't... I don't know the facts. But he can. My, my point oh is my this. Oh, my God. My point is the this. The fact he is, was, that was his experience. I get it. But my point is, think about it from his perspective. He could have said all of this. I am trying to think about have, it from his perspective. He was asked, how's quarantine going? He said, well, you know, it's pretty hard quarantine with my kids. But you know what? It could be worse. 
I could be one of these people who have nothing. Instead, he said, you know. I don't know what he said, but he said something. What did he say? You have it in front of you. And this part of the podcast is Maria looking stuff up on Google. (laughs) Um, What did he say? It says, we're mostly commiserating over the fact that just 24-hour parenting is just not human. So him and his wife are mostly commiserating over the fact that just 24-hour parenting is just not human. Okay, so look. That's not incorrect. <laughs> as, as anyone with children will attest to, including Right, us. and I guess people got upset because they're saying that parenting... A parent is always responsible for the child 24-7, but that's not true. And I mean... No, it is true. But... Respond, right, but, but, the, but the point is, is that we, at least I, I'm going to speak to, for myself, that I relish those hours when other people in my life, including, you know, grandparents... Is that what they got upset over? Yeah. In- I thought it was that they were a corn thing in a big house. No. Oh, then this is more stupid than I thought it was. That he said that, you know, being a, tw- being a parent 24 hours on is not human. You know, basically, that it's so hard. And it is hard. And but he should again, be a parent 24 hours. Of course he is. <laughs> but most of us are not. The would, fact it, is, you know, six, seven, eight hours our children are at school, were at school. And he could have been joking. Of course, he could also have been joking. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's in print, right? It wasn't a... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did he apologize? Did it say that? I don't know. No. Right. But, you know, but that's like, that's one example. The, this, this guy, the, the, the pitcher, is a stronger example because that's a really tone-deaf thing to say. You know, where you're complaining that you're making $700,000, where people are like losing yeah. houses and stuff like yeah. that. You know, should that guy have apologized? I don't think so. I really don't. Because well, I don't exactly. think people well, should apologize is, for these what things. What are you apologizing for? You know, like, at that moment, are, are you apologizing that at that moment you did the god-awful thing of just thinking of yourself like that right because that's what you're that's, being asked to apologize for, that's for, is, for thinking I am about sorry. yourself in this moment when i was speaking i was thinking about I was myself just only thinking about myself how awful of me i am such a bad person i should always be thinking about else, the right? entire world yeah. at all times it you know like that well there's a certain degree of self-awareness that threshold is yes but sometimes we slip we're humans. And especially, like, you know, a guy like that. I, look, I don't know him. Maybe he's less self-aware, more self-aware. I just don't think people should apologize. I just don't. And the other thing is I don't think people should... I don't think other people should tell other people... I think you should apologize if you have if you actually harmed... No, if you've yeah. actually harmed someone. Well, I think you should apologize if you genuinely feel you should apologize. So if that guy genuinely feels bad and genuinely feels like he should apologize, then he should do that. Again, it's one of those things where you shouldn't tell people what to do. Right. But if he doesn't feel like he should and the, the rays are coming out and being like, you should apologize... 
I don't think he should, but he will because the Rays are going, his boss is telling him to do it. And that's usually what happens is the the team comes out, the PR department of the team comes out and says, go and read this. And he goes and he reads it and it sounds insincere and they put it out for the press and the press reads it and everyone goes, it's insincere and everyone just moves on and that's what happens and it's all bullshit. But, you know, that's sports. But, you know, right, because the thing is, in in your statement, in that state, in that statement, with this man, and with with Justin Timberlake, who have they actually hurt? Who is the victim? There is no victim. People have feelings, you, Maria. Okay. People okay. have feelings. Okay. As a psychologist, don't you understand that people have feelings? Of I just, course. I just don't think. But I also speak to my patients a lot about the fact that thoughts and feelings are not facts. I, I'm not going to disagree I with cannot you. tell you how many times, like if I have someone that's my client listening to this, they're going to be like, oh yeah, Maria says that all the time. <laughs> like, I hear Maria saying that all the time. Opinion, I mean, thoughts and feelings are not facts. No, and they I, cannot hurt other there, people. There's a thing that I learned as a kid that you know sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I really do believe that. That's yeah. true. Is that? But that's the problem now. Is that we've gotten to the point where everything's so sensitive. You know, you can't be told anything. So everybody freaks out over everything. So like, you can't say anything. You know, because everyone wants to get you fired. And the thing is that companies now know. People know that companies are super sensitive over stuff. Companies don't care about you. Companies care about profits. And companies don't need you, right? Company will just replace you with someone else. So if you're a problem to them, they'll just replace you. So if you say something that offends someone, they know that their way of getting back at you, not because they care about what you said, but because you piss them off. This is this is again. This is not about. This is not about. You you made me sad with the words you said, and I want you to make up for it by saying sorry. This is I don't like your stance, on an opinion, whether it's political or, or or okay. sports or I something totally, like that. I totally and you pissed me off. Yeah, and I'm getting back at you. No, but but what does that lead to? What does it lead to? It leads to where we are as a, a society. Censor- it leads to censorship. No. What it, yes, well, it does. It, okay. It, partly, but well, well, censorship in the sense of like, you know, media and, and celebrity and stuff. But I'm talking about like personal no, but stuff. It, even, it leads to, to personal censorship like, and, and control. Right. But what I'm saying is like, for like for like non-celebrities, yeah. like we wouldn't be able to say things on a podcast because... You know, patients would come in and try and get us fired. You know, it's like people people will try and get you removed from your position because you upset them with something you say. Right. You know what I mean? Not because you upset them with something that you said, but because you not because you upset them with something that you said because it hurt their feelings, but because you angered them with an opposing position that you have. Right, or, right. or maybe it did, or maybe it made them feel bad about themselves, 
or it made them right, or feel them something uncomfortable. Or right, exactly. It brought some sort of right. discomfort. And, and this is not a, I want you to apologize to me for making me feel bad thing. It's, I'm going to get back at you. Right. Kind but of a this, thing. I think, but this goes back to, we need to be able to tolerate discomfort. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, to be uncomfortable. Right. It, you are able to learn from it because then you're able to say, well, when I hear this, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm, you know, why? Like, right? And what can I do about it? Can I go talk to someone about it, or can I talk to the person that made me feel uncomfortable and have a discussion about right. their or opinion? Am I able and then to I separate give them back an reality, like facts, from what this person said. Just because the person said it, does it make it so? Does it make the facts of? Does it change any facts of in my life? Usually the answer is no. No. Or, and, then, and then you just move on. Or if it's a debate topic, can I actually have a conversation over it? Like a factual debate without like having, you know, screaming match. You know what I mean? Which is the, a big difficulty now because right now everything is polarizing. You're either one side or you're another side. Everything is sports right now. You know, I used... These are these used to be the conversations I would have over sports. You know, like you're either a Dolphins fan or a Jets fan. Like in well, back then it was the Bills mm-hmm. in the '90s. Mm-hmm. You were either a Bills fan or a Dolphins fan, and the Bills were great and the Dolphins sucked, or the Dolphins were great and the Bills sucked, and that was it. And there was no debate, and there was nothing to talk about. It was like you couldn't talk about it. It was. Thurman Thomas was awesome, and the Dolphins had no running back, and Marino was a better quarterback than Jim Kelly, and there was nothing you could do to convince anyone of anything. Like, you couldn't talk to a Bills fan. A Bills fan wouldn't talk back to you. And, you know what I mean? And fantasy sports was like that. You know, you couldn't trade players because your players were better than their players. Like, there was sports, like, but sports don't matter. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's a game. And in the end, you know, whatever. Right, but you were able to talk to, like, that Bills fan about everything else. Exactly. Except for but now, sports. You know, you can talk. But, but even, I mean, they could be, like, your neighbor or, right. or, or but, your colleague or But even your if you can't yeah. talk to them about sports, you can go watch the game and yell at each other. And at the end, you'll walk out and be like... Man. See you next week. You know, <laughs> I can't believe you guys beat us again. Yeah. I hate you. And I'm like, all right, I'll see you at work. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But now, everything's red or blue. And if you're red and I'm blue, or you're blue and I'm red, I hate you. And I don't ever want to talk to you again. And we're not like speaking to each other. You know what I mean? Everything is like that. And nobody speaks to each other about anything, including that. So like, if, you, if you're a color, we don't talk about anything. We don't talk about coffee we like. <laughs> we don't talk know. about anything. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I have, we, we both have friends and family that have different views. Are you sure us. about that? Yeah, and, and I still speak with them. We just, we don't speak about hot button topics, but we speak about most everything else because we have history. Now, I probably wouldn't... How many new people right, you have right, like that? Right, exactly. I probably wouldn't 
These are people making, you have from high school. For, no, from high school, from, from my family, college, from, from, from family. birth, college. Many new people I mean, you have like that. Exactly. None. Exactly. History matters. Right. History matters. Right, because it's like your family, yeah. Right. But new? No. And it's because of the way it is now. And this is part of that culture. It's part of that. And that's a problem because that's how it's getting. And, it, and to be honest with you, I saw this coming. Um, like 20 years ago. 20 years ago? Yeah. When, in 2000? When, when, uh, when Florida went to the Supreme Court. Okay, over Gore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of what happened then. It was, there was no debate over it. Because Florida lost by like 300 votes. And there was this same thing. It was. You mean Gore lost by 300? Well, Flo- Florida was decided by 300 votes, what I mean. Something like that. It was very close. It was some ridiculous. I honestly don't remember because I was very just not interested in politics at that time. I was completely ignorant. I was in another country at the time, and I still was paying attention to it because it was some stupidly low number. Like I'd never seen anything that. Usually it's like 10,000, 20,000. This was like. I don't think that was the point. I think the point was that in that election, it was the same thing that the. Um, electoral college decided the vote rather than the than the majority. Always, it always does. No, 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 but I mean, a lot of times it coincides. The majority with the electoral college usually coincides. But in that case, there were more votes. Right, but I mean, he. But the point is, he, right? I mean, right. Overall, overall. Gore won the popular, the popular vote, vote of the whole country, right. but Just like that's Hillary. not how the country works. I the, know, but but the country, that was... I, yeah, but I dismiss all of that completely because the country is not. We don't vote like that. The country is right. 50, we don't. We don't fifty live, mini elections. Right. We don't live in what could be. We live. So in I don't even know why they even bother giving that statistic. Exactly because it's we a don't, completely useless statistic. Because we don't live in that, that reality. That yeah. in fact. That's the giving that it statistic bothers, yeah. purposely divides people. Yeah, it's it's almost done on purpose by media to divide people mm-hmm. to give like right to, to, to divide people. It's it's right. it's to have more coverage and to get more viewers and it, yeah. It, it purposely is used to divide people because it's completely a useless statistic because that's not how the country works. Right, the country has fifty mini elections. Period. That's all. That's all that matters. And Florida that year was was decided by some stupidly low numbers, like a hundred, two hundred votes like it was so low i couldn't believe the number okay it was that low okay um because i remember everyone's like your vote doesn't count (laughs) because it's always it you know you know it doesn't really matter because you know it it always ends up being like a hundred thousand or something like that and even if you didn't vote your guy would have won or lost or anything like that but it was so low it was like wow man if if my building voted a different direction well there was a you know there was a recount Right, but the number originally was really low, and I couldn't believe it. But then it was, you were one side or the other, and you either believed it was... It was 537 yeah, votes. Yeah, see, it was really low. 
Yeah. And and um, you were one side or the other, and you either believed it was a fake number or not. And it was it was it was fraudulent or not. Right. The recount was fraudulent the, or not. The recount was fraudulent because it was hanging chads and all this like what mattered like does this vote count or it was a f- this was the beginning of that, and then Jed Bush was the governor, and he was the one in charge of the recount. And guess who was president? And so it was. It was one of these. You're either on my side or not. And I'm like, this is not a good sign. And I hated politics, but that's when I started getting into it a little bit, because I, you know, I was in med school. Right. And you kind of have to start following it at that point because it affects your career. And I kind of saw this as the beginning of it, and it's just been getting worse. I think Karl Rove kind of was behind the George W. Bush campaign, I believe, and he was influential in that. And I'm not a political expert, but that's kind of where this kind of division of Southern versus... I don't want to. I don't want to say southern versus northern, but it's more like red blue kind of division resurfaced that I recall. But I'm relatively young on the political scale. Yeah. Um, so it might just be my recollection bias. But this this cancel thing is all related to that, and. Um, you know, people are now like they they can't say anything. Right, and again, I think there's certain situations where people have said or done certain things that really were harmful, and that their platform probably it's a good idea for the platform to be taken away from them because they're doing more harm by having it. Like what? Than good. I mean, situations like involving sexual abuse and mistreatment, um, outward racial bias. But who would have that platform? What do you mean? Like, I'm talking about, like, like Harvey Weinstein. But he made movies. But he had a platform, meaning he, you know, he, he had a voice. He had an influence. And he was he was canceled, right? I mean, he, he was he he did something well, illegal. He was, he was exposed. He was exposed. And he was put in jail, right? Well, was he found guilty? I guess he was, right? So he was exposed, and or like. But we're talking about words. We're not talking about illegal behavior, though, right? I know, but I think when when people, I think when you say that you're against cancel culture, then people that are, then people will say, well, what about when people do this, this, and this? You know what I mean? Because I think on both sides of this debate, people try to look at it in all or nothing terms. But because we're talking what, because about illegal behavior. Like clearly if somebody's committing an illegal, we're not talking about canceling murderers. Like clearly murderers should be canceled. Right, like, 
right? We're, we're not we're we're not not going to cancel Ted Bundy. Like Ted Bundy should be canceled, right? I guess. Like, okay, we're going to be reasonable here. <laughs> you know, Harvey Weinstein should be canceled. Like he should be put in prison. But like Justin Timberlake. Probably I know, but not, I think, but I'm sure you know. there's other examples of people saying things that are kind of like on the border, you know, but <laughs> like see, that, that may be. I don't think so. Like, I think you have the, you should have the right to say whatever you want, even if it offends people or not. And you should allow whatever, whatever governing body you have to make a decision on where you, on what to do with you. So, for instance, you have a job. You're—I don't know. Let's 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 do something high-ranking. Let's uh, let's say the CEO of Disney. Mm-hmm. Let's do really high-ranking. Friends, the CEO of Disney comes out and says some really racist stuff. Disney Disney's board governs the behavior of their CEO. I don't think that a lynch mob of Twitter users should come out and say they should fire the CEO of Disney. Now, they can do that. They have the right to do that. And they will do that. And they will do that. And they have the right to do that. And they can do that if they want. But I don't think that that the board of directors of Disney should be listening to that. The board of directors should get together and make that decision. Because that's, that's the way this thing works. That's their role. The the role right. of governing Disney is not Twitter. Right, and it's easy. I think okay, exactly. and the media. But that's what I'm saying. And when things are very cut and dry like that, it's easier for decisions to be made. But what about if things are ambiguous? Like, I don't know if it's like an ambiguous statement or something from like 30 years ago. And now same thing. Okay, so let's let's do let's do that. So let's say the CEO of Disney, it comes out that he was meeting with prostitutes thirty years ago. Was that ambiguous enough for you? I don't let's, know. Let's say he was that, in blackface that's, that's, at a party thirty illegal, years ago. Because no, prostitution is still illegal. Okay, but he wasn't caught. Doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> he's, okay. He's he was in, he showed up in blackface at a party thirty okay. years ago. I still think the board of directors should decide what to do with them. Of course they should decide. So I don't understand what the argument here is. What's the debate? The debate is, yes, and, but, right, so, but some people would say, no, in every instance, the board, of course, has to make the decision. But in what cases does the board, right, and what I'm saying is, the, exactly, for things that maybe have occurred and completely in the past and and the person made a mistake and they're able to show with behavior post that bad time period that they no longer... What if they didn't? Well, you know the person, I mean... But my point is, what if he didn't show that behavior? Like, what if he's still a racist person? Well, the board should still decide, but I think... Exactly. But the, that's not the point. The point is the is that there's certain situations where the board should stand up for, like they should stand up against the mob and say, yes, this happened. 
but we're not firing him. That that that's what I'm trying to say. Right. At certain. I agree with that. In certain situations, in certain contexts. And in certain contexts, they should agree with the mob. Well, they're going to do their own internal review, and if they see that. Yes, this racist man is like represents us, and we don't want that. We're going to fire him. Here's here's what I think. Here, I, I agree with all that. I think the problem that. Well, what I'm saying is there's not enough companies backing. I think their, let's say, employees when situations are not egregious. Oh, I don't. I don't think. And that then that's they the have. Issue. And then they have to apologize. I think that the. The, the problem here is that they back, there's no trust in the companies. So they're going to do that anyway, right? So here's the thing, like Disney's a really good example actually um, because the, the employees need Disney more than the Disney needs the employees, right? So all of those people walking around the parks they're cogs in a wheel, 100% expendable. Even the people that are on Sports Center, those people on Sports Center, the anchors that people know by name, 100% expendable. They can be let go and replaced tomorrow. And no one blink an eye, nobody would notice it. They would notice it, and then six months later, they would get used to it. The CEO of Disney, less expendable. So while the, wind, the, you know, the mob would come in and be like, you know, oh, we think that this guy should be fired, the board would go, okay, well, we're going to do the internal review. There's no trust in the board to do a fair internal review. That's, that's the issue that people have with it. Now, while I don't think that the mob justice should come in and and remove the guy. I still think the board should make that decision. This mob is going to come in and pull this guy out. I think the board should still make this decision. I don't think there's any trust in these boards to make, don't trust in these companies to make decisions for the upper echelon people versus the lower echelon people. They believe that the lower echelon people are treated differently than the upper echelon people, and I believe that too. But, but, I still think there's nothing you can do about it. How are you going to change that entire entire corporate culture? I think we talked about this in another the other time, like corporations. Well, I think some. Uh, I think one thing know. that helps is hiring an outside. But again, agency the, to do the, the review. The company is going to hire that outside agency, and they're just another corporation, or they're a government agency, right? I used air quotes there, you know, and they're bought by, you know, like someone's paying everyone else, and there's always money. Whenever there's money involved, you know what I mean, like. It's a very depressing kind of situation. And the reason the mob is angry when it comes to this kind of stuff is because they have no trust in it. I don't, and like, I don't know if, I don't know for sure that that's the reason they're angry versus it's just, oh, we think this guy just needs to be removed because he's, you know, a POS that does racist stuff. Again, this is all hypothetical. The CEO of Disney's the stand up guy, as far as I know. This is all hypothetical. But, you know, we just want him removed because he's a racist person. We think they should remove him, you know, um, versus, 
you know, we want them removed and we don't trust the board to do it for us, you know, and we believe that they, you know, treat lower end employees different than higher end employees. I think it's the first thing. I think it's just that they want the justice the way they want it. And then the companies push back and are like, it's our companies, we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And what happens is the companies do that. They do it, we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And the way they do it is they do it unfairly. They treat lower end employees expendably because they are to them and they treat higher end employees better because they're not as expendable. And that's the reality of the world we live in or the reality of this country that we live in because money is what drives everything. And because money is in everything right now, that's the way it is. And that's unfortunate. And that's what's, and that's part of what drives uh, the cancel culture of the higher end stuff. Like no one's canceling Justin Timberlake. No one's going to get him fired. Because the people that run him are not going to get no, are not going to fire him. He didn't get him. fired, but he was asked to apologize. And if he didn't, and if he came out and double fingered everyone, what's, what are people going to do? They're going to stop buying his records. I don't know. No, they're not going to stop buying his records. They're going to buy him more so. No, no one's going to stop buying Justin Timberlake's records if he came out and double fingered everyone. I don't know. The- people do that all the time. Artists do this stuff all the time. They come out. They say they say crazy stuff. They say crazy stuff. I can name some off the top of my head. You know, Kid Rock, Ice Cube. But, but the point is, is that when people start, they don't apologize. It it is everyone's choice whether they want to apologize or not apologize. I'm, I guess, I just really. I don't like that that shame culture. Like let's I, I let's agree with shame you. this person. I, I agree with you. I just for for speaking their mind or for giving an opinion or for you know recounting what their experience is like. No, I because it I, makes me feel bad. I'm going to shame you. Like it's 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 just it's a, it's a bad example. It's a bad example. I think. For yeah, but you know, I think younger generations, yeah. no, I agree with and you. it's I think it's taking it's taking things just in a yeah. bad direction. I, I think it's deeper. It's much much deeper than that. But we don't have we don't have time to. <laughs> I, what get we into time? This? I think we just did. We but I'm saying we <laughs> don't have time an hour to get into, into other you spent things an hour getting into it that yeah. are related to this, and there are a lot yeah. of things related to it. Well, you spent an hour getting into it, all that related stuff. Wow, how long did we spend? Yeah, we spent an hour on that. Alone, almost forty-five minutes. Anyway. Wow. All right. Well, um, we're gonna wrap this one up. We're gonna have to pick up cancel culture another time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's what it is anymore that we were talking about. Yeah. We're gonna have to talk about corporate culture and shaming, shaming political culture. So we'll do another time. Um, anyway, a- American greed and stuff like that at another time. But anyway. Um, our uh, non-cation will come to an end, and uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll be back to our uh, uh, regular life in our regular place then. Yep. So, uh, thank you all for uh, for listening, and uh, I will uh, 
or we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.